This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. Can you resist the urge to rationalize your actions and ask for forgiveness? Boy, can it be embarrassing, but it's going to be a lot easier than hearing 50 years later from someone that you wounded who never forgot. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. I want to share an embarrassing thing that happened to me recently. It has to do with a Facebook message that was sent to me, and it shook me to my core. It was a response to a reel that I'd put out, talking about how to best create unity with one's circles, and it was a plea for kindness to bring healing to our broken world. And the message that she sent said simply this, I am glad you turned out to be a decent person. You bullied me at summer camp. My blood ran cold. I felt like I was going to throw up. You see, I didn't recognize or remember the name of the woman who wrote me, nor did I remember the incident. But I immediately answered her, nevertheless, here's what I said. I said, oh, dear God, no. I am about to light my Shabbat candles, but I would still value speaking with you on Sunday. And while I don't remember, I would like and value the opportunity for you to tell me so that I can apologize and attempt to make right something that is clearly long overdue. In the meantime, I beg for your forgiveness. The worst tragedy is that I don't remember. Let me make this right. And I never heard back from her. For the week that followed, I scoured my memory for any incident that I might have repressed. I remembered an incident in third grade when I was in a toilet stall at school and I heard a bunch of girls bullying a little girl in my class. They were making fun of her, mocking her. And to my shame, I lifted my feet up off the floor so no one would know I was there, so that I wouldn't be expected to join in or stand up for her. I spent most of my life ashamed of that moment. And you know, about 10 years ago, I sought this girl out on Facebook. I reached out and I told her how sorry I was for hiding from her pain. She didn't remember either me or the incident. But summer camp? Nothing came to mind. And then, like a wave of nausea in my consciousness, I remembered a girl whose food packages we used to pillage. We mocked her because she, a 12-year-old, brought a teddy bear to overnight camp. The strange thing is that I remember feeling so helpless and insignificant at camp and couldn't imagine being perceived as having any power anyway, no ability to hurt anyone. I was always feeling rejected myself. I could not imagine my actions being responsible for anything meaningful. And while this is the only memory I could dredge up, I realized that it might well be that girl who was writing to me. And it struck me that we can often feel shame for incidents that no one else remembers or even noticed, or blindsided by ones we thought nothing of ourselves. The point is this. 
We may have no idea what's being held against us, nor any way of apologizing if we don't know. And that brings me to the paragraph that we say before we say the nighttime Shema Yisrael prayer, the prayer that we end our conscious waking moments with before sleep. I always knew it was significant, but now, well, now it's come alive for me personally. It goes like this. Master of the universe, I hereby forgive anyone who has angered or vexed me or sinned against me, either physically or financially, against my honor or anything else that is mine, whether accidentally or intentionally, inadvertently or deliberately, by speech or by deed, in this incarnation or in any other. Any Israelite, may no man be punished on my account. May it be your will, Lord my God and God of my fathers, that I shall sin no more, nor repeat my sins, neither shall I again anger you, nor do what is wrong in your eyes. The sins I have committed, erase in your abounding mercies, but not through suffering or severe illnesses. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable upon you, Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. In the past, I've said these words with feeling, but not with the understanding. And I always focused on those who hurt me, those who vexed me, those who caused me pain. But to be honest, I never really imagined anyone else saying those words and that they might have me in mind. And what constitutes inadvertently or deliberately? Is there truly inadvertent pain that we cause others? And if so, why does that feel so much less benign than that which we cause deliberately? I think that when we cause deliberate pain, we rationalize our behavior and diminish the dissonance that we feel by excusing it as being, oh, well-deserved. For example, someone's hurt you repeatedly, so you take pleasure in their downfall. But our Jewish history teaches us that this is never okay. Have you ever wondered why we remove the 10 drops of wine at Passover from our four cups of salvation at the Seder? It's not just the plagues, you know. The best explanation is as follows. As each of the 10 plagues is mentioned, we each remove a drop of wine from our wine cups to express that even while we glory in our liberation, we do not gloat or celebrate over the misfortune suffered by our oppressors. And what of inadvertent pain? You know, on the simplest of levels, this means that which we didn't mean to do, that which we did without awareness or without intent. But according to Jewish teachings, we need to take responsibility for all of our actions and acknowledge that all things can be neutral until we use them for good or for not so good. Moving through life unconsciously, not being hyper-aware of our sins of neglect, our passive bystander lifting of our feet in the toilet stall moments, those count too. Not to live with paranoia, afraid that somehow we may have inadvertently hurt someone, but instead to live life with heightened awareness of what the moment in front of us calls for, the person standing alone in the corner needs the situation everyone else is turning from that requires some action. This week, can we take a good, long look back into our consciousness and try to think of who in your life you may have caused pain, either intentionally or inadvertently? 
Can you resist the urge to rationalize your actions and reach out and ask for forgiveness? It's tough, and boy, can it be embarrassing. But it's going to be a lot easier than hearing 50 years later from someone that you wounded who never forgot. May we all look backwards and forwards in our intentions to heal both ourselves and our fellow human. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.